So the zebra dies, right? He goes to heaven. Gets up to the pearly gates. And, you know, Saint, uh, who is it? Peter? Paul? We're going to say Peter. Something with a P. Peter's there. Zebra's like, hey, I've always wondered, am I white with black stripes or black with white stripes? Peter's like, I don't know. I'm not the guy for that. Come on in. You got to ask God that question, okay? Zebra's walking around heaven. Comes up on this garden. He sees God sitting there. He's like, oh, this is my chance. Walks up to God. God, love what you've done with the place. It's beautiful up here. I have a question. Am I white with black stripes or black with white stripes? I've always wondered. God said, you are what you are. Zebra says, oh, okay. Didn't really answer my question, you know, but he goes on with his day. A couple hours later, he runs into Peter. Peter's like, you know, I've actually always wondered that too. What did God say? Zebra says, well, he said, you are what you are. And Peter said, oh. So you're white with black stripes. And the zebra's kind of confused, and he's like, how, how do you get that from what God said? Peter said, well, if you were black with white stripes, he would have said, you is what you is. <laughs> Always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. Turbo Man 1996. Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. <laughs> Should do like a face. This is. Episode 24. You know what's crazy? It's 24 weeks we've been doing this, dude. That's pretty wild. Um, I have to do math. <laughs> what is that, six months? Um, six months. We've officially been doing the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast for half a year. Today, this episode. That's crazy. That is crazy. That means if we do it for as long as we have done it, we'll be at a year. Then what's the goal at that point? Two years? <laughs> I don't know. And then four? or we Maybe just a, a slightly larger listening base would be cool. Yeah, that'd, you be, know? that'd be real tight. Six months is a pretty long time. Um, it's almost like the people that love us and support us should also share the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty tight. And maybe I need to do um, a better job of figuring out how to advertise this thing. Make content. You know, I got to go back to making the little TikToks and stuff. I'm just going to. I think that's that's the key right now in 2022. Yeah. Like TikTok is how you grow your brand 100%. And I've been major slacking on putting any kind of content on the podcast TikTok. I, uh, I can send you some stuff. Cool. Like do it. <laughs> Prove it. All right. Uh, I am putting my phone on personal mode. I apologize for that ding. Uh, so. If you ain't dinging, you ain't donging. Um, we are recording this. So, okay. 
we record a week ahead of schedule. So mm-hmm. typically we record on Monday. That episode releases the following Tuesday. However, we did not record last Monday due to it being Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And like the shop was closed. I was off work. Um, so I, I think I'm still going to try to release this episode on Tuesday. But I think I don't think I want to take a week off yet. So this yeah. episode will actually come out tomorrow. So for the first time, when we talk about things, it's actually going to like still be relevant to when the episode airs, you know? That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. And we, uh, so we're, what, four days post Thanksgiving right now. And yeah. wh- why is that phone exploding in the other room? I don't know. It is like ringing and ringing and ringing. I also just got a text, and I'm wondering if the person that texted me is the same person that's trying to call the shop. If so, patience is a virtue, and keep your promises. If you want to keep, keep your friends, friends. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Jamie. so, so Thanksgiving is still, uh, 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 you know, relevant. Yeah. Well, it's it's very recent in our minds. Okay, and that's something that even here at the shop, me and you haven't discussed yet. What our Thanksgiving was like. Oh yeah. Um, ours. It was all right. We didn't have turkey. We had ham. Um, ham. What else did we have? Corn, mashed potatoes. Um, had cranberry sauce with the cranberries in it. Not a fan. Yeah, my dad wanted it. My brother and his girlfriend and her kid came over. Your dad's old school, though. You yeah. Know? I feel like cranberry sauce is like a... Old people thing? Yeah, it's like... If if you grew up eating depression era food, you know, <laughs> my dad did work in a coal mine. That's what I'm point. saying. That's that's coal miner <laughs> behavior, you know. Especially like it, if it is it was it canned cranberry, yeah. like where it comes out in the shape of the can. It's like just yeah. like a like dog food almost, yeah, yeah. you know. That's yeah, so gross. Yeah, that's one thing that actually kind of disturbs me. Something like that chunky, like coming yeah. out of the can, it's yeah, kind of gross. Yeah, it's like canned jello or something you know like, like i don't can refried beans no nah, I, I mess with those but you, you see it come out of the can yeah but once you mash it up yeah but it just especially it. rosaritas <sighs> rosaritas refried beans slap um chris rock whoa what was that sorry i just got a windows security notification which i'm ignoring <laughs> like to live life on the edge, you know? It's like everything is trying to get our attention. Do you, th- okay, hey, in 2022, I'm a white dude, right? Am I even allowed to say that joke that I said anymore? I don't know. You know? That's a poll I would like to take. I would like people to comment and say, yes, you're allowed to because it's literally harmless. Or no, um, perpetuating AAVE stereotypes is um, harmful. Here's the thing. And problematic. Um, Comedy, I believe, nowadays has gotten way too um, dry, saturated. Comedy is supposed to be harsh. Yes. That's that's when it's funny. Soft comedy is not funny. But everybody's so sensitive nowadays. Yeah, you can't say anything anymore. And you know what? I feel like if there was a zebra in the room, he would think that joke was hilarious. Think or so. she. Or they. 
Uh, <laughs> you're going a little too far there. I don't know. We got a tiptoe, you know what I'm saying? We did a traditional Thanksgiving. Turkey, rolls, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, deviled eggs. Um, did a few things different this year. One, well, different from it being traditional, not different for us. We always mm-hmm. do the trash can turkey. I've talked at length about that. If mm-hmm. you want to know what trash can turkey is, go listen to the last episode, the Thanksgiving episode. But this year, uh, so our chickens have kind of stopped producing eggs. Same. They're not happy because of the weather change, and it's Mm -hmm. been pouring nonstop for the last, like, two weeks, and it's getting cold. And only happy chickens produce eggs. So we have not been having any eggs coming in. But I did go spend some time with uh, Chad, like, a week ago. Chadwick. Chadwick. Featherbottom. uh, From... (laughs) The episode 6,000 Miles to Texas. Go check that out if you want to know who Chad is. Uh, and he has chickens, but he also has ducks, and his ducks are still producing. So he hooked us up with like three dozen duck eggs. So we did deviled duck eggs, and it was so good. They are like denser than chicken eggs. Like they're heavier. They're, they're like creamier and richer. Yeah. And man, those uh, bussing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bussing. Don't worry, we're not going to relive your trauma. Yeah, I'd rather not. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the Thanksgiving episode, you need to go back and, and you watch can it. Watch, just listen to it live. Nathan throw up in his mouth from eating a deviled egg. It's quality content, I promise. Uh, yeah, so that was our Thanksgiving. We went to my mom's house because. We didn't, so I I bought the stove, the oven, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it was like the Friday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Took it to my house. So it was like Tuesday. I start watching videos on how to do the liquid propane conversion myself. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, I was like, well, let me call some companies and just see what's up. And every single one of them was like, oh, it'll be like a month before we can come out. So I was like, you know, I've seen like four YouTube videos. I got, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Uh, so that night, actually, Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, um, I did the LP conversion, installed the oven and stove, and it works flawlessly. It's perfect. But we had already at that point decided that we were going to just go cook at my mom's house because mm-hmm. we didn't know if it was going to be ready or not. So, so we did it at my mom's house, but I officially have a oven slash stove and sink. And two countertops and some cabinets and some floors. So the kitchen realistically is probably still only about halfway done, but it's it's finally a usable space. You can cook and clean in it. Go ahead. I'll let you start that slow clap. I appreciate it. You know what? I'll ah! <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. We've been working on that kitchen for like two and a half months now, three months, yeah. something like that. It's been I know it's been a struggle. <sighs> it's been uh it's been a year, man. You know, my brother does something every year and I think I'm gonna steal his idea. So this time of the year, probably literally within the next week or two, I'm gonna get a letter in the mail where every year my brother writes like a two or three page like newsletter that just recaps 
the year that like his family has had. Okay. It's usually really funny and it includes like pictures and stuff. And I think that's a great idea. I'd like to do that and then just like send it to, you know, loved ones, family members, that kind of thing. Cause we've Pretty had, cool we've had a hell of a year, you know, mm-hmm. with the roof and the kitchen and everything else. Yeah, I you know, when the roof thing for example, yeah. Yeah, that was the beginning that, of the year. Well, and that was on. Um, no, we discussed that on the podcast, but it was in some of the earlier episodes because we've been doing this for half a year now. Yeah, but you think about it, eleven minus six. It was in the summer. It was like in the rainy season of summer. Um, so, so, well, like the beginning of summer. Like it might have been like June. You know. Yeah, that seems yeah, because right. I think we started this in what May. I think so. Like end of May. Well. We're at the end of November, and we've been doing it six months, so that'd be the end of May. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, right? We're 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 in our third season of the podcast, technically fourth, because we technically started it in spring. We had a whole summer, a whole fall, and now we're moving into winter. Uh, don't forget the two episodes we don't have anymore. <laughs> well, true. Well, there was one week we had to skip mm-hmm. because of scheduling conflicts, and then there was. Three episodes that were lost. The original Austin Taylor, mm-hmm. Rob B, mm-hmm. and then we recorded Jeff and had to delete Jeff because uh, of yeah. the military said we couldn't have it anymore. Yeah. So we would be on episode, what, 27? Yeah. If all of those panned out. And we would be uh, six months and one week if we hadn't skipped Skipped a week. Good for us, though, for only taking one Which means, one wait, week. wait, wait. We skipped a week and we lost three episodes. So we're actually, we've been doing this for seven months. We just don't have seven, like, seven months worth yeah. of content. Because the episode that we recorded and lost, Rob, we didn't release that week because we didn't have a backup episode. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Seven months. That's a long time to be doing this, especially for somebody with severe ADHD who moves on to the next thing very quickly. And we actually had a lengthy conversation this morning in the lobby about whether or not we even felt like recording today. So the fact that we're here uh, is saying something. And you know why we're recording today? Because I have this nice tattoo on my wrist that I got from Maddie Sage, who works here at the shop, that says, stick to it. And that's my little reminder. Stuck stick to, to things when I don't want to, you know, because we even came in this morning not even knowing what we were going to talk about. No. And heads up, <laughs> the thing that we chose to talk about is a doozy. But we'll get there because eventually. Yeah. Well, no, we'll point. get there Maybe. because I actually would like to give a warning before the first break, because there's a lot of sensitive stuff that we're going to talk about that oh. I don't think everyone is going to want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but we'll we'll get to that. Let's go ahead and you know we'll we'll finish up our little intro first. We're only at 15 minutes. We've got time. Uh, there's a few things I want to talk about that literally nobody but us cares about. Okay, so let's start there. <clears throat> I don't know that I love all of the changes that were made to Warzone. I don't I don't know that I love the place that it's in right now. The map is cool, the movement's cool, the weapons are cool. Those all feel like COD. Yeah. The looting is atrocious. Yeah. 
Most definitely. Uh, the fact, the way UAVs work is atrocious. The whole backpack system. Yeah. Like they took the most annoying part of blackout and I was like, let's bring that back. You know what I mean? I don't get yeah. it. The plate thing. Mm-hmm. You have to have a, a three plate vest carrier before you're allowed to put on a third plate. Annoying. Because mm-hmm. there are times we were discussing yesterday with my client. I will play an entire match and never find a three plate vest and mm-hmm. never find a bigger backpack. Yeah. I you think know? the backpack's even more rare to find. Yeah. And and it's it's essential. It's yeah. like a necessity to win a Warzone game. You cannot do that with like the starter backpack. Yeah. And it's like if you only have two plates, like you you're depleted so quickly. Yeah. No matter what gun the opponent is using. Yeah. It's I agree. Um, I think uh I think that loadouts are also atrocious now. It's yeah. like the end of the game. It's literally like the second or third to last circle mm-hmm. when the loadout finally drops. I think they also wanted to make like the matches longer too, which I don't understand because they're already lengthy enough. Yeah. And um and I don't necessarily like who out there I, I've never heard a single person in the community say that they wish them the matches were longer or slower. Yeah, me either. You know? Because if I'm gonna die, I'd rather it happen quickly so I can get back into another game. I don't want to. I don't want to loot for 27 minutes and then die to the first yeah. team that I find. Yeah, I I've think looted it's, for 27 minutes and still haven't found a backpack or a play carrier. I think it's. Uh, they definitely need to fix the whole backpack thing. Just yeah. get rid of it. Um, the armor vest thing. I I don't care for it, but I think it'd be a lot easier if they just give you three plates off the bat. Yeah, uh, make just, it more just fair. Just get rid of that um, altogether. The because foot's... now there are plenty of scenarios. Like like what they're doing is adding even more RNG, and RNG yeah. is the not fun part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the stuff that nobody likes about Destiny. It's the stuff that nobody likes about Warzone. Like we don't want more RNG. Yeah, because there are going to be players that should have won fights that lost the game. Simply because the person that they're going up against found a plate carrier and they did it. Mm-hmm. When that has never been an issue in all of Warzone history. And like even like the whole stronghold thing, if you clear out the stronghold, you get your loadout. That's a cool idea, but don't just have one stronghold on the map then. You know what I mean? No, I get it. There, um, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Because even then, it's not like every team gets a chance to go clear the strongholds. Yeah. One team does. The same way one team can buy a UAV at each loadout. If one, if you, your team buys a UAV at a loadout, I can no longer buy a UAV at that same loadout. It's gone. There's one inventory for the whole map. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think they only put AI in Warzone because they spent so much time developing like new AI mechanics. Well, yeah, for DMZ, right? And even DMZ is like it's. I haven't even touched it yet. I I have not played a single match. It's well, I I hate it more than I like it. I think that's the. I mean, but it's the it's the COD version of Tarkov. Yeah. Um, Which, if you don't know COD or Tarkov, then like this whole section is not for you. I'm not going to explain it anyway. I feel like people that love Tarkov, like that's how they feel. Like I love it and I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in that respect, maybe they hit the nail on the head. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Even then, like <clears throat> it's the map is still the same size as the Warzone map. 
Um, which then I think they only have like sixty players max. Yeah. Um, so that's like a third of what they have in Warzone. Um, and then, which I I think it, they need less players in a mode like DMZ. I yeah. agree with that. And you know, because if you have to extract to keep your loot, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, if you have 150 players and only two teams are extracting, like literally nobody's going to play that game because the odds of of doing it successfully are impossible. I think it should be less than 60. You think so? I think so. Yeah, because like but you, there's I so think, much AI. But but DMZ, the same as Tarkov, encourages teaming. That is You're true. supposed to go into it and use your proximity chat and try to find teammates and come up on someone and be like, hey, hey, like let's be friendly, let's work together, let's extract together. Like we don't need to kill each other. You've got good loot, I've got good loot. Let's go ahead and team. We'll get to the end. Like you know, true. But they do not know how the community is. No, I think they know. I think they're just hoping that proximity chat uh, might actually make some changes to the community. And they're, I'm a part of the community. I think it's funny. But I would still say, like, I could see that the COD community is is one of the most, it's, like, oddly toxic but like in good fun you yeah know? like as i say you will hear more hate on cod than any other game but 90 percent of the hate like hate speech or whatever that it's you like hear, it's like around. yeah it's like people that don't mean it it's just yeah. like cod stuff you know mm-hmm. um but i i've also seen like on tiktoks and things like that those really cool moments where proximity chat has like changed the game mm-hmm. i saw one the other day a dude was playing DMC. He had the M13 blueprint, and then he gets sniped. He got headshot, and he's on a balcony, so he's downed, but the sniper can't see him, so the sniper has to come up to him to thirst him, okay? So he hears the sniper coming, and he's like, hey, good shot, dude. Like, um, if you kill me, just know that I have the M13 blueprint on me. You should take it and extract with it. And at that point, the sniper was like, hey, I already have the M13. I'm going to res you and help you get to the extraction zone. And he shot him with the revive pistol. The dude gets up and he he got him all the way to the helicopter. Because it that cool like community moment where that sniper was like, I know how hard it was for me to get the M13. I'm yeah. not gonna take that from you. You know what I mean? So I think like there are moments where without proximity chat, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. He runs up on that balcony, he thirsts that dude. Game over. You know what I'm saying? Um, and who knows, maybe they sent friend requests after that game or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's kind of how COD used to be. You literally made friends on COD from talking shit in the lobbies before or after a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone would make you laugh. You'd send him a friend request and then you'd spend the next two and a half years playing with that kid. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think proximity chat could maybe bring some of those moments back, especially, especially in a game mode like DMZ mm-hmm. where, we don't have to kill each other because there's so much AI on the map that it, we could actually justify working together. You know what I'm saying? But I've also seen just as many toxic moments where it's like, hey, let's work together. Oh, yeah, yeah, come over here. Where are you at? They just like headshot them as soon yeah. as they, they peek out, you know? Uh, no, no, I, I guess say it's, it's like 60-40. Yeah, that's a risky take. But um, also like Warzone 2.0 is brand new. Yeah, It's been out. I think a it's month? still in beta. Is it a month? Um, no, 
It'll be a month in like yeah. two weeks. So we're talking like three weeks it's been out. Two and a half weeks, three weeks. So who we have no idea of knowing what the game, what the community, what the mechanics are going to be like six months from now, a year from now. You know, because like Warzone 1 was in a weird place and then they released uh, Rebirth, Resurgence Island. Rebirth yeah. Island, Resurgence, you know, and that completely changed the game and that gave it a whole new longevity and a whole new life. So we don't know what DMZ is going to look like in six months. We don't know if there's going to be a whole new Rebirth style game mode that everyone jumps ship and starts playing that, you know? Yeah. Here's my thing. Warzone, they need to go back to the old looting system. Agreed. And um, almost everyone agrees with that. I think it works best in DMZ. Uh, just keep it out of war zone, and then they're coming out with raids yeah. next month, which I'm assuming are just going to be like harder strongholds. Uh, I, I don't know how much think, like because okay, a raid in Destiny yeah. is this hours long, grueling experience that you have to have a team of six to complete. And it'll be like a room with a giant puzzle and then a boss fight. And then you clear that and you make it to the next room where there's a giant puzzle. And usually between the two puzzle rooms, there's a parkour section. Mm -hmm. None of those are things that you can do in a Call of Duty game. No. So I don't know what there is to be other than maybe like a wave mode or, you know, like. Well, no, they already the have that fight. in Spec Ops. Uh, so what I think they're going to do is it's just going to be like a harder campaign mission. Uh, where it's only three people, and you'll have to do this stuff like you do in like Warzone or DMZ, where you got to gather intel, yeah. intel, and crack safes. And yeah. You, oh, you got to hold A, B, and C for two minutes. That could yeah. be interesting because then, like, if A, B, and C are separated, and like the three people, so they, they do that in Destiny a lot, where it's like, hey, you have to have someone standing on these points at all times, or this light doesn't charge, or whatever, you yeah. know. So if it was like. You had to do A, B, and C, but you have to cap it simultaneously. Like, you can't just all go stand on C and then all yeah. go stand on B. Because then, you know, you have to stay alive. Nobody's going to be there to revive you. And here's my thing. I'm not going to touch it unless there's, like, good rewards. But there's going to be. I guarantee you. There's going to be, like, S-tier blueprints. They, they have to. Because think about it. All the best guns in Destiny you got from the raid. True. They were always meta. Always, but like, and every time a new raid releases, the old ones get nerfed, and like, you got to get the new raid guns. When you think with DMZ, the M13, you don't get the blueprint; you get the base yeah. weapon. You get like a RPK blueprint, but it's it's not that great. I would say I like that though. I like that it's not an M13 that's hidden behind a paywall. You can earn it, but you're gonna have to grind. I'm okay with that. I liked it better where I had to get like. Kills in the mat, yeah, but or something. I, sure, sure, but the, you liked it better because it was easier. Yeah, but I like it better than oh, just go buy this M13 blueprint and now you have the M13. Which, by the way, now the M13's meta, but it's hidden behind a paywall because you have to spend real money to get it. Like I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, it's that's, definitely better than that's that. That's the but EA. They've always you know, had the, that's the battlefront. Play 15 matches, get three sure. hip fire kills, and I, I'm sure they still will. You know, but maybe next season. DMZ mode, like, oh, now the growl is the what you get if you beat DMZ. You're like, yeah. that's the new blueprint, you know? I can see that, too. I think the battle because, pass right but, now, too, is okay. lackluster. But think about it in terms of Destiny, all right? Think about uh, 
the what was it called the whispering worm or whatever yeah the sniper yeah, yeah. that was a grind and you had to go in with a team that knew what to do to get that one gun this is no different we're just not used yeah, to seeing it in call of my duty my experience it was like a year after like that mission came out you know sure but it was still a grind that yeah, one mission by itself was hard yeah. you know what i mean I got carried, Just so like, I can't really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Think about, I had the recluse. I had to grind PvP. Yeah. Like, for months to get the recluse. Yeah. For months, bro. Before I held my competitive level high enough that I was able to, you know what I mean? But but that was so much cooler. Because now when you take the M13 into Warzone, like, people know what yeah. you had to do to get it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So it's like a... It's almost like a, a rare calling card or emblem, you know? Yeah. You see that pop up, and you're like, damn, that dude did what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that aspect. Yeah, yeah for sure. You Somebody downs you, and you watch the kill cam, and it's the M13. You know, like, oh, this dude's been grinding. He's been, like, putting in work, you know? Yeah, but I'll, I'll say, like, I've only, the amount of times i played it, probably, like, ten times, but I always play it, like, solo or with randoms. Sure. They never have a mic. Yeah, sure. And it just makes it impossible. I think we I think that's a thing that's going to take time. Yeah. You know, because Call of Duty, everyone used to have a mic and it was extremely toxic and racist. So then it slowly went to a point where nobody had a mic. Like yeah. in Modern Warfare 2019, you never heard anybody on mic. You know well, what I'm saying? But you also had like the disbanding lobbies too. That didn't sure. help at all. But now, I think with the introduction of proximity chat and the fact that we're going to hear a lot more people on mic in DMZ and Warzone, I think that's going to make people go out and start buying headsets with mics on them now. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things that's going to take time. You know what I mean? And, and also, I mean... There are so many cool, like, content moments that can come from proximity chat. Yeah. But there are just as many downsides. And mm -hmm. there's going to be those people that completely stay off prox chat because people can hear you. Yeah. That's what people I know you're, you're, they know you're close. They know you're nearby. We saw that other stuff where people were blaring music because <laughs> then you can't hear anyone's footsteps. That you gets know? so annoying. But it's kind of like, it's a good tactic, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, we've done that in real life. There have been real-world scenarios where we use, like, overwhelmingly loud music, sound waves, things like that to disorient the enemy. You know? Yeah. Anyway. That's a whole lot of talk about Call of Duty from a tattoo podcast that it's is not, not about, about tattoos. tattoos. Uh, and 90%, I think uh, my brother... I'm trying to think of our listeners that would actually care to hear about Call of Duty as much as we just talked about it. Your brother plays? Yeah. Um, I would actually love, please, guys, please. I say this shit all the time and nobody <laughs> does it. Leave me a comment. It's not hard. Instagram. Fucking YouTube. What? I don't know. Leave me a comment, okay? Breaking sound barrier now. I need to know, does anybody care? Does anybody enjoy <laughs> hearing about this stuff? Jeremiah, I think he might, I don't know, he's been on WoW lately. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're about to take an ad break. Before we take an ad break, I do want to preface the next segment of this podcast. We are going to be talking about the Balenciaga scandal that is currently happening. Um, I want to, I don't want to say like trigger warning, because that sounds way too like lib to me, but, <laughs> but we are going to be talking about like, um, 
weird stuff involving kids and things like that. And I don't know how graphic or in detail any of that's going to get. Um, but if that's the kind of thing that bothers you, this might not be the episode for you. Um, so what were you going to say? Um, instead of trigger warning, say, um, get your tinfoil hats ready. This, I will say, okay, before we get into this, it is heavily rooted in conspiracy theory. However, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of evidence to back this stuff up. Yep. So um, this is going to be a conspiracy episode. The Balenciaga Gate is what they're calling it. Balenciaga. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back after... Uh, a word from our sponsor, Balenciaga. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Before, before we get into it, let me start off by saying I made a little uh-oh. Uh-oh. Spaghetti. All right, let me give you the whole rundown, okay? We recorded video for the first 30 minutes of this podcast. We take a break, and I remember, oh, man, I didn't delete the old video, so I don't know how much space I have. So let me go delete the old video. So I did. And then it glitched out, and for some reason, none of the video that I deleted showed up in, like, the recently deleted, so I could fully delete it, mm -hmm. right? So then I went to a different folder, the videos folder, to see if they were still there, and they weren't. Mm -hmm. But while I was there, I saw there was more podcast video that hadn't been deleted yet, so oh, let me delete that real quick. And then I go to the recently deleted, boom, delete all. Immediately, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I just deleted the video from today. I did. So, if you're an audio listener, none of that matters. If you watch this on YouTube, um, you will notice that there is now video, and there was not video for the first 30 minutes. That's all on me. I'll hold that L. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I was going to. Get away from me. <laughs> uh, I also have recently discovered, uh, so I started a new medication today. <laughs> and as of the time that I accidentally deleted that video during our first break, I had developed a case of explosive diarrhea. Uh-oh. Extreme explosive diarrhea. And it's stinky. <laughs> Very stinky. So... We march on. We press forward. Once again, this is a warning that we are going to be talking about some weird stuff involving kids and the company Balenciaga. Um, okay, I have screenshot a whole lot of information, and there is a lot of information. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is like over the span of like, like several years, right? Well. I'm just talking about the most recent campaign, oh, okay, why they're okay. under fire right now, mm -hmm. okay? So for those that don't know, if you've been living under a rock, 
Balenciaga is in some hot water right now, and they deserve every bit of it. If you own anything Balenciaga, sell it immediately, okay? I noticed this first, uh, I want to say it was about a week ago, okay? Um, so the first thing that I saw was, and, and I have a million screenshots here, so I'm going to have to kind of go through and, um, okay. Balenciaga put out this brand new advertising campaign. Uh, and I'm going to try to describe it. I might include some pictures on the YouTube version. I might not. I always say I'm going to, and then I don't do it anyway. Um, so the first main image that came under fire was what looked like sort of a messy high rise apartment building, mm -hmm. uh, interior shot. And it shows a, a child. Um, she looked like she was maybe four or five years old, a little girl holding a teddy bear and the bear itself, which was one of the products that Balenciaga was going to be selling, uh, is a teddy bear that is like wrapped up in like bondage leather. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people took issue. Like, why would you include this child with this teddy bear? That's like clearly wearing sex clothes. So, uh, then it turned into like a don't F with cats thing where people like went ham on these pictures. People were digging into every last little pixel trying to, like, find other stuff. Other clues. And find stuff they did. Okay. So that was the first, like, uh, that was one of the first pictures that, like, came under fire. So another one showed a Balenciaga bag sitting on top of a pile of uh, paper. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were to just empty out your school book on, on the, the, yeah. the table. One of them was a document that was referencing um, Ashcroft versus the Free Speech Coalition. Uh, so half of it is kind of obscured by other paper, but you mm -hmm. can clearly see where it says uh, something speech coalition, okay? And other words that are on the image itself uh, do make it seem like that's what it's referencing. Um, so Ashcroft versus the Free Speech Coalition, uh, was a court case where, so the act specifically prescribed computer-generated or altered depictions of minors engaging in explicit sexual conduct, so-called virtual child pornography, and images of explicit sexual conduct by adults who resemble minors. The court ruled that the law's expanded definition of child pornography as including any image that appears to be of a minor engaging in sexually explicit conduct, um... Yada, yada, yada. Basically, what it goes on is to find out that the courts basically ruled in favor of child porn. So now we have a little girl holding a bear, mm -hmm. wearing bondage outfit. We have a document laying on the table that is referencing a court case where the courts ruled in favor of CP. We're going to call it cheese pizza for the rest of this. Okay? Yeah. I want to trigger nobody. Um, <clears throat> Balenciaga takes the whole thing down. Okay, they start coming out with these apologies on their story on Instagram. We sincerely apologize for any offense. Our holiday, this was their holiday campaign, by the way. Our holiday campaign may have cost. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. 
They go on again. We apologize for displaying unsettling documents in our campaign. We take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items for spring 23 campaign photo shoot. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. We stand for children's safety and well-being. So they immediately go on the defensive. And their very first gut instinct is we're going to sue the photographer and the set designer and blah, 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 blah. Like trying to distance themselves, even though it is their company, their image. And there is zero possibility that they don't have a team of lawyers that are pouring over every ounce of every ad campaign to make sure that something like this doesn't happen. There's no chance, right? Then more stuff starts coming out. Okay. So next, there was a picture of a woman in uh, Balenciaga, whatever. And all this is like the same general setting. It's like a high-rise apartment complex. This one, she's sitting with her feet up on a desk. There's a stack of books in the background. Again, everything is covered with like papers that have been strewn about and stuff like that. Stack of books in the background, okay? So uh, one of the books is by a guy named Michael Bormans, B-O-R-R-E-M-A-N-S, okay? Uh, so apparently he is some sort of uh, artist, okay? Mm -hmm. The book was an art book. Almost all of his art is, um, themes of pedophilia, blood rituals, dark religion, occultism, racism. These are like paintings, Mm -hmm. but it'll be like people in cloaks and hoods covered in blood and there's like children on the ground and stuff like that. His book sitting on the desk. So then people decide that they are going to start digging deeper into the other books that are on the desk, okay? A, another one of them is uh, called, what was it called? Let me find it again. Uh, something, Cremaster or something, something. Um, it, it's, yeah, Okay. So it's called like the Cree Master something. I can't remember what it is. And it is this, again, very disturbing, uh, quote, unquote, artist um, who takes photos like that. Mm. Uh, and apparently the Cree Master muscle is the thin facial fascial muscle of the spermatic cord made of skeletal muscle. Um its action is to retract the testes, important in thermoregulation and spermatogenosis. So it's basically a muscle in your dick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, there is also a film series called Creemaster, and it somehow references that dude in Creemaster 3, which came out in 2002, um, does show the murder and resurrection of Abif which are reenacted during Masonic initiation rites as the culmination of a three-part process. Um, so we've got uh, a book now by some very disturbed artist that's named after a muscle in the penis that is also named after a film series named after the muscle of the penis, which um, depicts resurrecting demons in Masonic rituals, it goes further. Okay. There is a fourth picture from the Balenciaga ad campaign, which shows um, 
this tall, skinny, black dude, model-looking guy wearing the most ridiculous shoes I've ever seen in my life. He looks like Ronald McDonald. And and in this scene, um, he's still in this like high-rise apartment, mm-hmm. but all the desks and everything around him are actually very clean. There's no paper strewn about, but there is a document frame on the desk behind him, okay? Um, like what you would see if someone had their diploma hung up yeah. on a wall, okay? In the document frame, there is a name, John Philip Fisher. So, John Philip Fisher, now we don't know that this is the same John Philip Fisher, but stuff starting to look a little fishy, right? Yeah. Um, John Philip Fisher, 80 years old, seven charges of criminal sexual conduct. Uh, he is accused of molesting his granddaughter since she was four years old until this year she is now 16. So now we've got a document frame of an 80-year-old dude who molested his four-year-old granddaughter for 12 years. His name is now in this ad campaign. And, of course, Balenciaga is just like, oh, we don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we have direct uh, direct correlation to Masonic rituals, direct correlation to demon worship, and an overwhelming amount of cheese pizza references. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so now Balenciaga is suing North Six Incorporated and the set designer Nicholas DeHardin um, and his company for the inclusion in one of the ads legal documents from the U.S. Supreme Court decision and CP laws. So now they're basically trying to sue just for that one ad where there was that one document. But all of this has come out over the course of, like I said, like probably about seven days at mm-hmm. this point. And it's been like a slow trickle. So it's like every time they address something and like try to apologize, try to delete, then it's like, oh, but wait, we found this. Oh, but wait, we found that. And I don't think they can catch up. And I have zero doubt that they were 100% aware of what was happening. We have established that I am a conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. When things like this happen where there is this amount of evidence to support. It all adds up. You have to be inexcusably – you you have to be like naive on purpose Mm -hmm. to not think that something fishy is going on. And this is like part of that slippery slope thing that people were talking about years ago. You know what I'm saying? About Hollywood and CP and pedophilia and child sacrifice and, you know, Epstein's Island and Pizzagate and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it sounds insane. But then we have things like this happen where it's like so out in the open and you know like these people – were 100% confident that they were going to get away with it. Mm-hmm. No one's going to look into this stuff. No one's going to be zooming in on the picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> and and when they when they get those photos, there has to be a team that has to look over those things to approve I'm it. sure they have multi-million dollar legal teams going over everything all the time. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know? They have to. Uh a thread on who is really behind the Balenciaga ads. So now someone is under fire because everyone's trying to point the finger. Who is responsible for this? You know, obviously Balenciaga, because their name was attached, has the, they're at the top of the list. Even if they had nothing to do with the set design, the photographers, anything else, they still had to approve the ad and send it out, mm-hmm. right? Lada Volkova. She has been one of the main stylists in Balenciaga since 2014. 
She has a relationship with an accused pedophile. Um, And then there's a whole lot of research that people have been doing. Uh, She's worked with Vogue, Adidas, Balenciaga, Chanel, Jean-Paul Gaultier, amongst many others. Um, Mark Jacobs is always commenting on our Instagram. So now it's like, and and even on the internet, on Twitter and Instagram, people have stopped using Balenciaga gate and now they're just calling it fashion gate because Mm -hmm. now we're finding evidence that all these fashion designers are like kind of working together and they're working with the same photographers and the same set designers Mm -hmm. and old sets and old ad campaigns for different companies are coming out where we're actually seeing that like, Oh, she's been doing this for 10 years now. Like this, this same sort of occult imagery, the same stuff involving children, stuff like that. Um, there's a picture on her Instagram. Again, we are talking about Lata Volkova uh and 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 it's like going deep and like now it's starting to involve all these other people and I didn't go that deep. Uh she has a weird fetish for teddy bears. Uh there are a bunch of pictures on her Instagram involving teddy bears in different weird precarious positions. Um which the person that was doing this research tied back to, do you remember this was probably a decade ago, but there was a thing on the internet called pedo bear. I think so. It was like a meme of like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the pedo bear meme was like, uh, it was basically, I don't even remember how it started, but it was like, um, one of those, things that come to your school to teach you about stuff and it was Mm -hmm. like the bear was there to teach you about pedophilia but the joke was like that the bear was a pedophile weird dark meme stuff you know typical like millennial internet humor um but uh so what it actually turns out is that Pedo bear and teddy bears in general is actually a symbol that pedos use to recognize other pedos um, and then it goes on to talk about how Prince Andrew is obsessed with teddy bears and he has 72 of them. Um, and you know, and this is like the conspiracy theory, you know, she, yeah. maybe she just likes teddy bears, you know, but it's not a good look when you combine it with all of the other information that people yeah. are finding and what's starting to come out. Um, <clears throat> Some other Twitter user, it's literally like letters and numbers. It's probably a burner account because someone wanted to like leak stuff, you know, uh, uploaded a disturbing video with bags that had babies in blood. So like a bag with like a fake dead baby in it and fake blood in the bag. Um, Lada Volkova uploaded this picture on her Instagram with the hashtag Moloch, which is an ancient pagan god where they sacrifice children. And that is supposedly the same Moloch that was being sacrificed to on Epstein's Island. If you sub, you know, yeah. if you subscribe to that that conspiracy, um, so now we have Moloch showing up again in another thing involving children. Uh, the theme is always kids in some sort of a distress or something sinister. It makes you wonder, uh, and it's just screenshots from her Instagram. This one is, it's a picture of babies crying in a car seat. Another one, it's a picture, it's like a painting of like jaws jumping out of the water, but it's got a baby in its mouth and there's blood and stuff. Like dark stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, 
this was something else I found interesting that someone had just screenshot. Uh, ba Len Si Aga, if you translate from Latin to English, uh, literally translates to do what you want or do as thou wilt, which I found that interesting as well. So, and that is like tip of the iceberg. You know, yeah. I could have, if I had more time to do more research, I would have dug a little deeper into how those connections play out. There were three or four other characters mentioned that I didn't even mention because I felt like the connection was a little off. Well, it's like so much is happening that's verifiable now that mm -hmm. people are reaching and they're like trying to drag people into this that I think like they're like, eh, that connection's real loose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, oh, did you see this person liked their Instagram post? So that must mean, you know, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's you know, like, little... okay, we're, we're reaching now. Let's yeah. just stick with the facts. Okay. But, um, yeah. So Balenciaga has been under some fire this week for good reason, but this is not new stuff either. No. And, and, and it's be, it's, it's new in the to fact, the public eye. Yes. It's new in the fact that people are recognizing it now and they're getting a lot more ballsy, mm -hmm. you know? Like, um, I mean, I'm reminded of like all the Lil Nas X stuff that was going on mm -hmm. with the weird demonic music videos. And then he the, put out like the, the 666 sneakers sure. that had human yeah. blood in them and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just seeing a lot more of that stuff because it's getting ballsier to be, it's out in the public now. They're not trying to hide it behind closed doors anymore. I don't think this isn't, isn't, is anything that hasn't been happening for decades, you know, for probably all of human existence. But for the first time, I think in our history, it's very blatantly out in the public and mm -hmm. not happening, you know. Behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a connection between all of them and then specifically um what was she again the the Volkova yeah, yeah. Lada Volkova yeah so she she was she's been like a, one of the designers for Balenciaga mm -hmm. since 2014 um one of the main stylists okay so she was a stylist and she's also styled like like here's a picture from some Chinese. That's yeah. I know exactly who that is because I because she would also yeah. do like um like dinner party things with like uh not a real human sacrifice yeah. but like odd yes um uh, like a person like dismembered on the table yeah and see and that's the thing is every single one of these people even if they're completely disparate and unconnected they are like every one of them is yeah. uh, some sort of extremely dark artist where all of their art involves children, suffering, blood, uh, pagan sacrifice, stuff like that. And, and, and this is, and keep in mind, keep in mind, this is so they can try to sell fashion clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, the, a majority of the people that like are indulging like to that, like, kind of yeah like fashion like and stuff is younger people stuff. yeah but that's the thing is is all this stuff it's not even like they're trying to use occultism to sell okay that's what we yeah. saw with Lil Nas X because it was out in the open it was like oh yeah these are the Satan sneakers you know what I mean yeah they have 
weird documents hidden in the background of a photo that if no one took the time to Google that name, it 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 goes beyond, you know? Yeah. Uh, it just gets brushed under the rug. Because if you look at the photos, short of the one with the little girl holding the BDSM bear, everything else just looks like your typical fashion magazine yeah. photo shoot, you know? And I'm glad they did the one with the little girl because that was the initial, like, people started yeah, looking, looking into more into it. Yeah. You get rid of that one photo, and I don't think anybody digs into the other photos because yeah. they just look like basic ad fashion, ad campaign. Mm-hmm. Just wild. It's wild stuff. Holly weird. I mean, well, I wonder what Kanye thinks about this. <laughs> what does Ja Rule think? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's dark times we're living in. If you genuinely don't. Oh, and yeah, and that was another thing. Like, even... Kim K. Yeah, I saw we discussed that. that. Kim Kardashian came out and like made a statement about what was going on. And he, you know, it's getting serious when Kim K makes a statement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but do you think they paid her to make her say that? Kind uh, of stuff? Yeah, the same way I think they're suing that other company to yeah. try to get the heat off of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know I screenshot that Kim K thing and now I can't find it. Um, oh, here it is. I've been quiet for the past few days. Sorry. I've been quiet for the past few days. I'm just playing. <laughs> I've been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been disgusted or outraged and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened. As a mother of four, I have been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard, and any attempt to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society, period. I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaigns and apology. In speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue, and I will take the necessary measure for this to never happen again. So then it's like a weird, she starts off by condemning the whole situation, but then at the end, it does sound like she's trying to apologize for them and be like, guys, like they get it. They really get it. I talked to them. Yeah. but You know, they're innocent. They get it. They're really sorry. And whether I, I don't like it, whether you like it or not, um, she is pretty influential on like yeah. anything on like extremely the f- woman world because the majority of uh, society looks up to that family for some reason. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's look at it this way. Uh, currently, Balenciaga has fourteen point four million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, which by the way, there as of right now, I just pulled it up. Their entire Instagram has been deleted except for one post, which is the apology, a long apology. Yes, which I will actually read here in one second uh, because I want to see how much uh, horse shit it sounds <laughs> like. Uh, I want to see how many followers Kim Kardashian has. Three hundred and thirty four million followers. 334 million, which, by the way, Balenciaga only has 14.4 million. Not even breaking 100. Which is kind of crazy when you think about how massive of a company that is, especially in the fashion world. Mm-hmm. 14.4. I wonder what it was at a week ago, though. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's probably double that. Yeah. I would like to know what it was at a week ago. Um, <clears throat> So Kim K 
would be the perfect candidate if you're trying to get sweat off of your company, right? She has 334 million followers. So I'm not entirely convinced, you know, I, I, I mean, by no means do I believe anything that she said or put out, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, oh, there's a second one that I didn't see. As, as for my future with Balenciaga, I am currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand, basing it off of their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with. The actions I am expecting to see them take to protect children. That was the second uh, slide on her story. I only saw the first one. Let's see what Balenciaga has to say about this, okay? This is long. I apologize, but I want to make sure you guys have all the tea, all right? We would like to address the controversies surrounding our recent ad campaigns. We strongly condemn child abuse. It was never our intent to include it in our narrative. The two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. The first campaign, the gift collection campaign, featured children with plush bear bags dressed in what some have labeled BDSM-inspired outfits. They were literally like leather, like strap, like gimp suits. Mm -hmm. What else do you call that? That is BDSM clothing. Yeah. In what some have labeled BDSM-inspired outfits, which sounds to me like they're still trying to not take accountability. Yeah. You know? Our plush bear bags and the gift collection should not have been featured with children. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga. Combined with our failure in assessing and validating images. So now they're saying like, oh, we didn't look at the pictures before we approved it. You didn't notice the child with the sex bear in the middle of the frame? The responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. The second separate campaign for spring 2023, which was meant to replicate a business office environment, included a photo with a page in the background from a Supreme Court ruling, United States versus Williams, 2008, which confirms as illegal and not protected by freedom of speech the promotion of child pornography. All the items included in this shooting were provided. I'm curious. I'm sorry. They turned off comments on their post, by the way, mm. because they just said United States versus Williams, but that's not even the document that was there. It was that uh, Alabama versus Free Speech Coalition or whatever it yeah. was. So now they're not even referencing the proper document. These props were fake office documents. Um, they turned out to be real legal. Is that a word? R-E-A-L-L-E-G-A-L. Real legal papers, most likely coming from the filming of a television drama. The inclusion of these unapproved documents was the result of reckless negligence, for which Balenciaga has filed a complaint. We take full accountability for our lack of oversight and control of the documents in the background, and we could have done things differently. So we take full accountability while also trying to file lawsuits and blame other people. Yeah. While internal and external investigations are ongoing, we are taking the following actions. We are closely revising our organization and collective ways of working. We are reinforcing the structures around our creative processes and validation steps. We want to ensure that new controls mark a pivot and will prevent this from happening again. We are laying the groundwork with organizations who specialize in child protection and aims at ending child abuse and exploitation. 
after you just exploited a child for your ad, you know? Get rid of everything else. They still approved a, like, five-year-old girl holding a sex bear. You get rid of everything else. They still approved that. Yeah. You know? And that's, you, like, you the main focus of the yes, image. That, that's what they're selling is the sex bear. That's what they were selling with the child holding it. Mm-hmm. You get rid of everything else. We want to learn from our mistakes and identify ways we can contribute. Balenciaga reiterates its sincere apologies for the offense we have caused and extends its apologies to talents and partners. The end. So, that's Balenciaga 2022. We got sex bears, cheese pizza. You know, it's it's wild. It's wild out there. It is wild out there. And this is why I tell people, like, the, the details matter, you know? Mm-hmm. You get called a weird conspiracy theorist when you talk about, like, listen, I don't think Illuminati is anything, you know? I think that's a scapegoat that we use for the shit that's actually happening in the world. But... You know, you'll see these weird videos where these celebrities will go up to accept their award and they're all doing like the same hand signal. And people are like, oh, y'all are reading too much into it. Like they're just holding their hand. It's like, really? Like they're all doing the same thing? Yeah. You know, like what? why did this company feel the need to include these documents? You know, like why put it out there when you could potentially get caught? What's the point? Because they have to. They have to put that stuff out there. They have to. And they have to try to hide it in plain sight. It's like part of the part of the directive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have no doubt that these celebrities have sold their soul to Satan. I have no doubt that a lot of these big celebrities are actively worshiping Satan and actively like doing things for Moloch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but that's also like when you get stuff that's happening why I believe like this. It. Yeah, and then stuff yeah. like this. And then you do watch the videos. And now look at every single music video. It'll be literally like a pop party club love song. And the whole music video is like demons dancing around and they got like snakes on them and they're doing yeah. these weird like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so out in the open now. Yeah. And it, we've gone from like sex cells to like Satan cells. Mm-hmm. And people still think, that people like me are crazy when, when it's literally out in our face. You know what I mean? It's out in the open. So, yeah, call me a conspiracy theorist. That's fine. Have fun when Moloch's <laughs> butt raping you in hell. I don't mean that. I don't want anyone to go to hell. It's a weird world out there. Yeah, and you know, okay, so you remember a couple weeks ago when... Uh, we have children. Yeah. You know? Sorry, continue. <laughs> continue. Don't get me started. Uh, a couple weeks like ago. Two, three weeks ago when uh, one of the Migos died. Yeah. It was like and, the non-important one. Yeah. <laughs> the ad-lib one. Uh, um, the music video they released like the day before he got shot and killed was like kind of predicting like he was going to die. Oh, I didn't even like, see that. Like there was like rolling dice and uh I didn't even see there that. was like You also told me supposedly Drake killed Tentacion. Is like yeah. that's a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Or he had him killed, I guess. And he won't shut up about it. I don't understand. Mm. 
It's that's sick. what I'm saying. It's hubris, dude. It's like evil, like satanic hubris. Like they literally have to talk about it. They have to put it out yeah. in the open. I'm but pretty they know sure they that's can. part of the agreement. And they, yeah, it is. It's literally like part of it. And they know they they can't come out and be like, yo. I'm cool with Satan, you know what I mean? So they have to like hide it in symbology, hide it in the music videos, hide it in things like that, hide it in ad campaigns, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a dark world. It's a dark world out there, and we're trying to raise our kids in it, and it's getting worse. Yeah. And it's getting worse. And this is why maybe I'm just an old-fashioned dinosaur stick in the mud, whatever, but this is why I believe in traditional morals and values, mm-hmm. because I think as a society we can and have gone too far. Yeah. Not Where... every, not every, not every type of person should be accepted. No, I'm sorry. You know, and, and that's the problem from going from no one's accepted unless you're a straight white male. You know, which is 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 a not a way for a society to live, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To absolutely everyone who's into anything ever is accepted. Like that's too far in the other direction. There's yeah. a there's a pendulum, you know, and it was way too conservative for way too long. And now it's swung the other way where now it's 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 entirely too liberal. Literally Balenciaga, do what you want. That's not a way to live either. That's anarchy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's complete anarchy. We need it to rest somewhere in the middle where people are accepted, but there's also things that as a society, we agree, we're not going to let this slide. And Mm -hmm. it starts with children. We can all collectively agree, short of the lowest scum on the planet, that you don't mess with kids. You Mm -hmm. don't bring kids into shit. You don't touch kids. You don't mess with kids. If Mm -hmm. you do, you should be executed immediately. I do not believe in reconciliation for people that mess with kids. Yeah. You and know? What was it a couple of years ago they were trying to... Uh, They're still trying to do it. Maps. The, yeah, maps. Minor like, attracted person. Yeah. And they're literally trying to... They're trying to come out into the public and be like, oh, I'm not a pedophile. This is just a sexual orientation. Yeah, I'm just attracted to minors. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and they're trying to tag themselves on into like the LGBT and and everyone else in LGBT is like, no, bro, yeah. like, you don't belong <laughs> here. Like we we're good on that. No, thank you. Yeah, you are dragging yeah. us down. You know, because literally nobody wants that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we collectively we need harsher punishments for crimes against children. Yeah, you rape a kid. I think you deserve you, to die. Yes. No. The father of that child gets Get to, to have you. like 10 minutes alone in a room with you. If you survive that 10 minutes, then we're going to execute you. You're chained to a table. There's a table full of tools and the dad can go in there for 10 minutes and do whatever he wants. If you're still alive, we'll make sure you aren't, you know? Yeah. And that, Hey, maybe that sounds harsh. Don't mess with kids. I don't know. Yeah. That's a line we have to draw, mm-hmm. you know, as a society. We have to start there. And yet we're seeing time and time and time again, all this Hollywood stuff, it's always about kids. Yeah. You know? It's always about kids. And, and yet people are still in denial about any of this happening and calling it conspiracy theory. And those people are just crazy. And it's like how much compounding evidence that's coming out weekly at this point. They're, well, they're waiting for them to say, hey... Yeah, you're right. 
that's what they're waiting for that official confirmation from the well, yeah they're waiting in Hollywood. For, they're waiting for the people that are doing it's it. It's because of to those tell people, them they're doing it. You those know? people are completely brainwashed. Yes, because these about are the it. same people that think that Big Daddy government's going to save my life and and mm-hmm. everything's going to be done for me and. Fauci actually cares about me and wants what's best for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. This is where my podcast turns into that crazy right-wing conspiracy. I'm out in the woods. I knew it was going to happen eventually. You got the jacket on, dude. I think I I got it all out of my system. I think we should go to an ad break and come back and answer some questions. That's Balenciaga Gate. You've been educated. If you're still here. This is, this, is how, this is how I go down. Does this mean we get to cancel Lizzo now? This is how I go down. I don't know. Do you think she's going to re- like retract her Balenciusses? Yeah. Statement? You think? I think she might. I re- think we should be canceling Lizzo for so many other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that, and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. Cool. I just started recording, so that means we missed the whole part where you flipped everyone off and everything. I didn't else. flip everybody off. I was giving the thumbs up like we're good to go. We just <laughs> it's so stupid. We just uh, watched a video about a man crying at his Starbucks job because he got scheduled an eight-hour shift. Bro, what? That's what that that that. I'm trying so hard to change the channel. I, this is just turning into that episode where Josh complains about society and becomes an old hermit, and I don't want it to be that. You don't want it to be that, but that's I, a nine to five job, bro. An eight hour shift. Yeah, and he's working in Starbucks in the AC. Yeah, but blending ice. Yeah, bro, you're not gonna cut it in the real world. Go back to your parents' house. I got a lot of questions this week. You know what I'm saying? I got one from Gibbs. Did you? Yeah. Is it like a, an actual question? So the picture I posted, it was a picture of my, my brother's wedding. And it was me, my dad, my other brother Sheldon, and my brother Alan. And it's like me. And I'll try to recreate my face. Hold on. Hold on. You got another brother named Sheldon? Yeah, he's the one that lives in Germany. I told you about him. When it, no, you didn't. Yeah, I have. So, you got this long lost Big Bang Theory ass brother out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that nobody's ever heard of. I have told you about him. I'm going to scour. He's the lamest one. He likes the giants. That's like his whole personality. Yeah. German and loves New York giants. Anyway. Okay. So, so the picture. Yeah. Um, just asking about a question for the podcast. And it's like literally me. Maybe like five or six, and I'm making this face. 
like laughing. I'm gonna see if it's still up so I can screenshot it. And Gibbs was like, "Is that you?" He he thought it was Luke. Really? Look at the face. I'm looking at your dad. Wait. So is Sheldon older than Alan? Yeah, by like two or three years. And how much older than you is Alan? Maybe like 15. Alan's like 40, 41, yeah. They have a different dad. Oh. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, dang, your dad was shooting for a long time, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I also have my half-sister from my dad's side. I I don't claim her. Okay, so uh, so that was Gibbs' question, was, is that Luke? Yeah. Okay. Do you see a resemblance? Do you see him more no, often? I don't. He was like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I, I did um, get that. I got to warn you. A lot of these questions are tattoo-related. I, I know that's hard. Uh, but, you know. I mean, if it's something like, is this cool? Is that cool? No, it's like... Well, let's hear them. Asking, like, extremely specific questions related to tattooing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just start from the bottom, work my way up. First question we got here. Cassie. uh, Offensive on Instagram. The girl I tattooed the scorpion on yesterday. What was the most ridiculous request you've ever received in the tattooing business? Um... There was a girl, she was a client that I actually wound up having to fire, which I've only done three times in the 16 years that I've been tattooing, but she was ridiculous. If you are hearing this, I can't even remember your name. You're the most ridiculous human being alive. Chill out. Um, She, like... It was something weird where she like cheated on her boyfriend and then he found out and then she like came up to the shop like bawling her eyes out and wanted me to tattoo um, the C word. Mm C-U-N-T like across like her throat Mm. because she wanted to show him that she uh, recognized what she did or something wild like that. And I was like, girl, like, no, not only am I not doing that, but like you need to leave. Yeah. I can. And then she came back in, I guess, a couple, like, it was like a week, month, something like that later. And I was just like, dude, I'm not, I, I can't tattoo you anymore. It was one of those, like, she kind of, I tattooed her at the old shop. And then, like, years would pass. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, I haven't seen her in a while. And then she'd just, like, show up. Like, if you talk about her, think about her, like, she shows up. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but that, 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 I think that, you know, ridiculous request. Um, that one stands out. You know. Well, I I would also there was also I, ooh the one you talked about on Always More. Do you uh, remember that one? What with the older lady? No. Oh, yeah. But I, I would I mean, say it's a little. I wouldn't say it was a ridiculous request though. That's just not. A sad but it story. was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so there was an older lady that came in that wanted me to tattoo a small Celtic knot um, directly next to her vagina, like one inch between yeah, the opening. Yeah, to see if her husband would notice or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it was her only tattoo, and she was like crying when I did it, and I was like, "Ma'am, like I gotta ask what's going on here because this is weird," yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she said like my husband hasn't touched me in a year, and if it takes him six months to find that tattoo, I'm gonna leave him. 
So that was a weird one. We never get the ending of that story, so. There was also another one where an 18-year-old girl with no tattoos came in and wanted her boyfriend's name tattooed across her throat. We told her no, and we heard about a week later that she went down the street. Like, we told her, we talked to her for like an hour. Like, no, it's a terrible idea. Don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I guess she just learned, like, not to say what it was. So she went Mm. down the street, told another shop that it was her, like, dead grandpa's name, and they just, like, blasted her neck. Yeah. Uh, Play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah. Alio Riley Tattoo asked, best advice for hitting a bit of a creative slump? Uh, Where do we seek new inspiration from? Uh, One thing I would say is do not make make sure that tattoos and tattooing is not the only uh, form of art you're consuming. You can get inspiration from anywhere. Uh, movies, museums, going to the park, going out in public, things like that. But one of the things that has always worked well for me when I'm in a bit of a creative slump is change your environment. Go on a guest spot. Go to another shop full of different artists that you actually like their work and um, see how they're doing things. See different things. You're going to see different art on the walls than the wall than the walls that you look at every day when you go to work. You're going to see them draw things different and paint things different. If every artist that you're into, if their work looks exactly like your work, you're not going to be fed from that. You need to look at artists that are significantly better than you or do significantly different things than what you do. Um, Like, uh, you know, I love Tim Lehigh. I love Tim Lehigh. I try to emulate Tim Lehigh. But some of my favorite art that Tim Lehigh does is the stuff that does not look like tattoo art. It looks like like fine art. You know what I mean? It's not like... Kind of like that, yeah, right? That, that's actually... That titan. Yeah, there's like this weird mountain titan painting he did. And I think it's one of my favorite things he's ever painted. And it does not look like a tattoo mm-hmm. at all. It's like fine art. Um, So you need to change your environment. You need to change what you're consuming. If you're looking at the same 10 tattooers on Instagram and you're dealing with the exact same people that you've worked with for three years and you're looking at the same paintings on the walls that you look at every day and nothing is changing in your environment, then that's why you're in a creative slump because you're not shaking it up. Well, you can also apply that to like regular regular everyday life as well. Uh, You just need that change. Mm -hmm. Um, Big writers. To kind of spark it in your brain. Like novelists, you know, will, will go on trips to write books. Mm-hmm. Like they will rent a cabin in the woods and lock themselves in, and I'm not leaving until I'm done writing a book. You know what What's I mean? What's that Stephen King movie? Misery. Yeah, yeah, but that that's a real thing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because you have to change your environment. Mm-hmm. If you are staying at home every night and you're not doing anything to change things up, then yeah, you're not going to be you're not being fed creative creatively. Mm-hmm. You're not being motivated. You got to change it up. If you are in a creative slump, then it means. You've been doing the same thing for too long. Try something different. Take a risk. You know what I mean? If you're a a trad tatter that just paints liquid acrylic flash all day, uh, bust out some oils. Try something different. Try a cutout. Go try to build something out of wood. You know? Buy a jigsaw and make make a panther head that you cut out of wood and then you stain and then you paint on top of. Like, just change it up. Do something that's so different that than anything you've ever attempted. Get on YouTube. Watch somebody else build something out of wood, and then you go try to replicate it. Um, Being creative does not mean coming up with a new flash design. It means coming up with a new way to stay creative. Uh, What is the farthest someone travels to get tattooed by you? 
That's a good question. There was that one guy a couple months ago came from Ohio. Ohio, yeah. I forget his yeah. name on Instagram. Uh, which can we can we okay? If you've been on the internet at all for the past like two months, can we let the Ohio thing die? It's yeah. so cringy. It's so played out. It's not funny. It's not funny. If if if, if we're in the end of November in 2022 and you're still making like Ohio comments on the internet, like you're that guy. Yeah. You're that guy that's like three months late to a trend that wasn't funny to begin with. Do you Ohio think that final answer cor- um, <laughs> correlates with Florida too? Because it's almost the same thing. No, nah, I feel like Florida slaps though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pablo Holland asks, "Why don't you put on both socks and then your shoes? Why sock shoe then sock shoe? You do that? I actually do both socks and then both shoes. That's how I do it. Yeah." I don't think I've met anybody that does sock, shoe, sock, shoe. I guess, Pablo, the real question is, <laughs> why do you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Because <laughs> if, there's, if there's three people involved in this conversation and, and it takes, like, best two out of three to win, you know, Pablo's losing right now. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, and... and, and and you ask, why do we do this instead of that? Your line of questioning makes it sound like you think the first option might make more sense than the second option. So my question to you is, if you're asking, why do we do this? And the reason you're asking is because you think the other thing makes more sense, which actually just happens to be the thing that we do naturally, then I really don't understand why you're still doing the other <laughs> thing. I don't, and math ain't mathin'. Love you, brother. Uh... This isn't even a question. Low-end gatekeeper said, late to the game, apprenticing. I'm 39 and starting now. I could not agree with you more, man. You are so late to the game. (laughs) You are so late to the game. In no way, shape, or form does that mean that you could not have a successful, illustrious tattoo career, Uh, but you are going to have an uphill battle. Like brain elasticity uh, deteriorates with age. There's a reason it's easier to learn things the younger you are. Um, so by all means, stick to it, work hard, but, but it's, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. You have 39 years worth of thinking that like, you know how to hold a pencil and you, uh, you know, you know, our brains get locked in these modes where we think, we think we know the best way to do something. And the older you are, the harder it is to break out of that and think like there might be a better way. There might be a better way. Um, stay humble and absorb as much information as you can from your mentor because he might be 15 years younger than you. But if he's been tattooing for 15 years and you're just now getting into it, I promise he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Drew Wilson, the guy that does the fish tats. Mm. He asks, what does it all mean? And Drew, that brings me back to Balenciaga. I'm just playing. <laughs> Symbolism. If I knew what it all meant, brother, if I knew what it all meant, I wouldn't be doing this right now. I'll tell you that. Wouldn't we all love to know what it all means? Um, do you have any? Do you have anything you'd like to add to what does it all mean? Um, I've got like two more questions here. I can think of only one thing. There is definite 
no matter what the situation, there's always two categories. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it? That's it. You know what it all means, Drew? If you keep your promises. <laughs> you will keep your friends. You'll keep your friends. Turbo Man, 1996. <laughs> uh, Roy, Ink Therapy, LCTP. Worst slash tattoos you won't do slash weirdest place on the body you have tattooed. Uh... <sighs> So this old lady came in and wanted to <laughs> go back to that. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the weirdest place on the body for sure. Um, let's see. Worst clients slash tattoos you won't do. Um, <clears throat> I don't I do not do watercolor. And that has nothing to do with the style itself and everything to do with like the technical aspect of how tattoos age over time, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously there, there's a ton of stuff that I won't do. Anime. Um I won't do anime, but well, I would I would do black and gray anime. If you want like the color where it looks just like the picture, I won't do that. I don't understand the color palettes. Yeah, I've I never been able to pull it off work. well. Black and gray works fine. Um, I don't necessarily like anime because I think it's a trend. Like I think it's gonna be this five year blocks version of like the tree silhouettes around the forearm or you know, like uh every like five year block has like a trend. And I think right now we're in the anime trend. Yeah. And, you know, now when you see the dude at the gym with the tree silhouettes, you're like, ah, you kind of, yeah. they, they got you. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you fell into that that hype. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think anime is the same thing. Um, but I'll, I'll tattoo it. It just, uh, I'm only going to do it black and gray. Like the manga style, you know. Um, I won't do anything that I think is going to have a negative impact on someone's life long term. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I tattooed Roy's face, but Roy's a tattooer. Yeah. You know, now if Roy worked at the bank and came in here and didn't have any visible tattoos and wanted his face done, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, go reevaluate your decisions. Um, I don't care if you are about to drop an album on SoundCloud. Like, yeah. you know, you got to be like sleeved or have a job where it's not going to have a detrimental effect on, on your future before I will agree to do it. Uh, I'm not going to do anything overly political or like racial or gang, you know, even, even yeah. like somebody came in one time that wanted a BLM fist holding a noose that was hanging a KKK dude. And even if I agree with the sentiment, like, yeah, the KKK sucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that on your body. Yeah. You know, like that's a terrible idea. You have to walk around with that. You yeah. Because then later down years, years, years down the road, you can still regret it. Yeah. I mean, it, I would even think twice. Like, let's say somebody wanted to get a tattoo of like um, a dude holding a dagger, like cutting a swastika in half. And there's like blood coming out of the swastika. Okay. So like I get the idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a tattoo about, like, violence against Nazism, whatever. Cool. Mm -hmm. We can all agree on that. But I still have to put a swastika on your body to to do – you know what I'm saying? Like, a a swastika with with that connotation. Like, I'm not talking about, like, an Eastern Asia swastika or, like, a Hindu swastika where it's, like, about peace and love and hope and things like that. Like, you're trying to get the Nazi symbol on your body. You know what I mean? Regardless of the meaning, I'm not going to do it, you know? Mm So, and, you know, uh, just stuff like that. So anything that, that has, like, a hate motivation or is too, like, 
uh, racially charged in a way where it's not lifting up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's it's putting down. Uh, yeah, I have no interest in that. I'm not going to do gang shit because now I'm like in some weird way affiliated with the dude that did your gang tat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. The obvious stuff I'm not going to do. If it's not going to hold up well over time or I think it's going to have a negative impact on the rest of your life, then I take that seriously. I'm I'm the one that applied it. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a big responsibility and I take it seriously. Uh, the last question I have here is from my sister-in-law and she asked, how did the stigma of being a tattoo artist play into fostering? Were you judged unfairly? Um, no, no, I can genuinely say that I was judged unfairly for reasons that I don't want to go into here. Um, but the uh, tattooing never came into came into play. I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. Um, no, me being a tattooer was never an issue. There were issues that came up, and there were plenty of times that my family was treated unfairly, and we were put in unfair situations that had a humongous negative impact on our life. Uh, but it was not due to tattooing. It wasn't due to tattooing. And uh, I I don't think I'd like to go into what that was. So I'll leave it there. Well, it's like the whole foster care system is like messed up anyway. It is. It's it's a really broken, really messed up system. And unfortunately, yeah. the, the kids are the ones that pay the price. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, the foster families, mm-hmm. um, the foster families pay the price. Um, that having been said, we're at an hour and a half. <sighs> I'm emotionally exhausted from this episode and I might delete the whole thing and not put it out. So if you're listening to it and you made it this far, congrats, I guess. I don't know. You got anything you'd like to say? <laughs> Just start the slow clap again. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Uh, on that note, what? What? There was something you said you wanted to discuss on the episode. I guess it wasn't really that important because I can't even remember. Oh, never mind. Uh, you said you wanted to play Smash or Pass, and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like memes. I don't know. It was that video of Markiplier popping up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, on that note thanks for listening we love you very much uh, please share please write in questions please like please subscribe and leave a comment smash that like button bro <laughs> bye ring that bell <laughs> peace later come on later dude.